Welcome back to Squelch. I'm Dano. And I'm Agooch, and we're here to remind everyone that Hearthstone is a game, and games are supposed to be fun. All right, it's that time of the show. It's time for Tea with Finley. This is the part of the show where we talk about what we did this week in Hearthstone. Hello, old friend. Let's meet for tea after the match, shall we? All right, Magooch, what'd you do this week in Hearthstone? <laughs> um, I did uh, a whole bunch of region hopping because new tavern brawls, so we'll clear some spots, legendary quests to get extra Uldum packs. So I've been doing some dailies and brawls all over the place. Um, not a ton of stuff otherwise, uh, but I did spend a little time in standard, um, more so than usual. There's some new boogeyman decks in wild that I've been trying to learn, some of those, but also, and I will talk about it later. What about you? So... Yeah, not a lot, really. Pretty normal uh, beginning of the ladder season for me. I hopped on and I immediately lost five games in a row. It's kind of how the start of every ladder season works for me. So I'm playing nice. Quest Druid, so I was kind of feeling real bad and kind of dumb. Uh, a couple of misplays, probably all misplays. And then I, I'm on like a seven or eight game winning streak right now. So nice. I made up, made oh, up yeah. what I lost and then I'm up to like rank seven something something. I'd prefer to be up to lunch break legend by now. Not yet. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Probably sooner rather than later, though. Oh, and I have not played my Aspirant League yet. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we are some tired wild guys tonight. It huh? is. It is uh, 1120 at night uh, central. So it's like, what's that? Make it like 330 in the morning on the East Coast for you, Magooch? Yeah, something like that. The sun's so... coming up already. No. <laughs> Time zones are hard. I don't know how they work. <laughs> But uh, it's uh, the struggle is real. So I haven't got a chance to play my Aspirant League game yet, but uh, looking forward to that. So assume again that I'm just going to sweep like I did last week. I actually uh, actually did win last week two to one. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. The, the game I lost, I lost the game with Aggro Warrior, and I deserved to lose that game with Aggro Warrior. Like, oh, yeah. I, oh, my goodness. I played real bad. Uh, but I got there with Mally Druid, and then I got there with Agro Warrior in the in the third match. So, yeah, that was fun. So, nice. uh, another fun week coming up here. So, that's good. All right. So, let's enjoy a tasty Naga sandwich. The Naga mm. sandwich is the compliment sandwich of entrees. It is two good ingredients sandwiching a not-so-good ingredient. Taste my blades! Ooh, I like it. Yeah, it's the actual Naga uh, sandwich drop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we were using what? Skulking Taste my before. blades! Excellent. Yeah. Taste my blades. Yeah. It's exactly how they did it, I assume. Yeah, that sounds pretty spot on to me. You can just do it. We'll just use you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taste my blades. <laughs> We're professionals. No, not yet. <laughs> All right. So what's your first good ingredient, Magooch? Uh, I hope no one listens this week. <laughs> don't say that careful what you wish for um my first good ingredient is uh the custom hearthstone reddit hopefully giving blizzard a little anxiety um the top 10 cards of the week this week are i just stumbled across this i've checked out the subreddit a few times not super frequently because a lot of it's janky because people are not game designers so the cards are op or poorly costed or something but there's some super awesome stuff that's out of that thread it's really neat for like design stuff um so uh zoo is broken forever with void's influence a two mana warlock card give a minion plus one plus three and taunt when it dies summon a void walk how is that balance all right <laughs> two six of stat it's it's a uh, half spikered steed it's a and a 
put that on a uh, uh, the three two that damages you, like flame whatever, Enthralamac. Flame imp. Yes, thank you. Oh man, yeah, I can't, there's too many cards now. Oof. I can't remember. I'm gonna pretend I didn't know that one, so Enthralamac can really make fun of you. <laughs> flame imp is a one mana three two with battle cry, deal two damage to your hero. It is probably the most iconic warlock card. Fred the Squelch Dragon wanted me to let everyone know that McGooch is suspended without pay while Human Resources conducts an internal investigation. Uh, a warrior card, Drunk Patron, 3 mana, 3-3, three, three, has a 50% chance to attack the wrong enemy. If it does, summon a Drunk Patron. Oh. Um, that's just cool design. So it yeah, is. I think they're, they're, they're winning the It was just really yeah. rough. I highly Not recommend even bringing up the out. best one. Uh, let me see. Which one do you think is probably Dragon's Rage? No. Oh, I didn't even read that one. Summon a five-five dragon for every Dragon's Rage you played this game. All right. Fair enough. So, which is the one that you're the, the groundskeeper? groundskeeper Hagrid? Yeah. 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 Seven mana, six seven. Battle cry. Discover a beast, a murloc, and a dragon. Um. So love it. The stats are too good yeah, for what you get out of it. Good. And I don't think even like with Hagrid, you know, Hagrid's a He's it's like he's a big dude, but he's not As like a, a violent man, thing, I'm sure. <laughs> right? right. Well, no, but he is the groundskeeper, and and yeah, oh, he is the, 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 the battle cry the is beast. right. So I would say seven mana, two seven battle See, cry. I would even say like five. Well, no, because he's a big dude, right? So he's like got, he's yeah. like he's really tough, right? But he doesn't have that strength. So maybe like a seven mana, two seven taunt. So then you get that taunt in there, so you get control of the board. So that, you oh, because he's got to protect card. his animal buddies. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's wild. It's super cool stuff, though. So you is. know, there's there's a lot of bad bad cards over there. But this was. Uh, what about your your uh, first good ingredient? Uh, so my first good ingredient was I actually read the VS Data Reaper report for the first time in a while, and uh, it felt the write up felt a little outdated. Um, just kind of like saying, you know, hey, we think this is still going to be good, and it had been like good for four or five days at that point when it had been released. So it was re- released two days ago, like so on the fifth of September. We're recording on the seventh. Um, so at, that kind of felt a little stale, but the information and the analysis they're putting into it actually is like I would say the analysis is better than what HS Replay is giving you. Uh, even if the data maybe is not, because just like the sheer amount of data that HS Replay uses is just incredible and kind of awesome. But the analysis that VS Syndicate, uh, Vicious Syndicate's doing is is awesome. It was super cool. It was really interesting. Something I'll definitely go use more often uh, when I'm kind of looking at deck lists and that kind of stuff. So I kind of feel dumb for not being there in a while because I just would hop into HS Replay instead. But I think it's definitely worth using both of them. Yeah, and they've got uh, the the graphs they do for the layouts with like you know the peak meta deck and where everything else lays out across it. Like those, they only have a lot of statistic. Yeah, it was super interesting. I went to read it to try and talk about it at this point, but I didn't get it. So so I didn't. I just said, hey, it's awesome. Go look at it yourself. <laughs> yes, Meh. recommended reading. What's your not so good ingredient? We have some new solo content coming out, and this week was the first of the new two brawls, and it was the um, uh, League of Explorers Reloaded or Revisited or Revamped or, you know, one of those bad movie subtitles. Um, I'm a little bit worried if this is actually a taste of the brawl because, you know, the AI, it's always a, a weird place to be. Like, you don't want it to be too good because then people won't be able to beat it, but you don't want it to be stupid because then it's not fun. And, you know, we've all seen, I think a lot of people have seen AI miss lethals because I've seen posts about it, like in the past, it's not super frequent, but in, in like 
three or four games that I played, it missed lethal against me in one game and then failed to clear a board that it could have traded off and went face instead. And I had lethal on board and it just let me kill it next turn. It was very strange. Like it easily could have cleared my board with trades and didn't. So I'm hoping that's not the uh, level of AI we get in the solo content because otherwise we're going to breeze through it and there's zero replayability if it's not at least a little bit difficult. So I'm, uh, I'm concerned, but I'm, I'm going to wait and see what actually happens. Yeah. I was watching the great British baking show while I was doing this brawl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cool dude. What can I say? Uh, and so I wasn't paying super close attention, but when I did read your not so good ingredient this week, like it kind of reminded me of how it traded off a board just poorly. Like it, it like missed trades and didn't take a, any value trades, and it like went face randomly when it could have traded, and it, it made almost no sense to how it was clearing one of my boards or yeah. attempted to clear it, and then it didn't clear the whole board, and I was like, oh, thanks. I guess I'll just go ahead yeah, and win. that's exactly what it did. It <laughs> cleared my small minions, and it left a six attack minion up, and it had two two more trades, that two more minions it could have used to trade into it and clear it, and it just didn't. And it wasn't like I was close to... It was close to killing me. So I, I don't know. It was very strange. Yeah. Also notable, um, you get your classic pack when you win the first game and then you just get the other pack whenever you stop playing like you don't have to finish the the run yeah i didn't well i i lost in, against finley the first time so i wasn't sure what was going on there i was watching the great british baking show and so i was kind of like wait a minute oh wait there's a bunch of seven sevens i'll try this over again i've also seen some <laughs> weird stuff with bran like the coding for the king crush uh unlimited or whatever he's called um where he changes board side every every turn, so he's always on the inactive player's side, yep. and somehow they got him on their side. Uh. So then it just waits a turn, and then he moves. Like it's not move every turn is not the trigger. It's something like I don't I don't I don't know exactly what it is, but yeah, there's been some goofy stuff out of this brawl. So maybe it's just uh, coding stuff because it was rushed out or. Hopefully it's not indicative of the, the AI in the full solo content because otherwise I'll feel bad about buying that. <laughs> you know, one thing about that was I remember they they said that they improved Brand's AI so it would be more like a playing with another player. Uh, and it wasn't even necessary because it was super easy. Like King Crush didn't do anything complicated, I didn't think. I had a couple games where he just never touched my board and kept slamming me in the face and it got close. Oh, but apparently okay. also if Brand dies, you lose. So Yeah. Well, I just went super wide and it was never a problem. Like I yeah, I just, usually that was the strategy. Yeah, right. So it was it was it was I love the story bit though, to kind of give a little mini compliment sandwich in the compliment sandwich. I thought <laughs> it was super fun to uh for the story to be revealed of them getting like the gang getting back together. I really enjoyed that. So Yeah, absolutely. My not so good beginning of the season again. So the hashtag show me your chest came out again. And I'm just going to bring it up every month until it stops. Uh, it's just not really okay. It just is another kind. It's just another way to signal to women that they're not welcome in video games. Right. Yeah. I didn't even realize this was still a thing. Like I forgot about it because I don't care what other people open. But yeah, this is just dumb. Like. Yeah, like, show me your loot, show me your stuff. I mean, just like, 
what did you get? I don't care, but show me your chest is just really inappropriate. And it's just, again, it just signals, yeah, hey, by the way, you know, this is a joke, you know, and it's, it's not really funny. It's not really interesting. And it's, I think it just says, hey, you know, you're the other here, right? So I'd like to see it stop. So what's your best good ingredient? Anka, sorry. I found this just blast of a deck to play. It's a Highlander standard rogue. And it's a Highlander for Zephyrus, I guess. It's that good. Um, there's no other real Highlander support. But it's not a cheap deck. It's got 10 legendaries. Um, it's running uh, Nomi and Hook Tusk and Octosari with uh, Myra's. And it was just, it's just super fun to play. Like, this is, these are the, the neat little rogue decks that I love. It's got Evil Miscreant, it's got SI Agent, Snip Snap, and that kind of stuff. Um, one Pharaoh, well, everything's one, but Pharaoh Cat, Shadow Step, um, Blood Mage Thalnos for those three. Um, three damage backstabs. Um, but this was just super, super fun. Um, I'm putting the deck list in the show notes. I highly recommend any Rogue fans check this out. It's a blast to play this deck. So what I couldn't figure out about this deck was why are you playing so much card draw? Like, do you really need Octodad and Myra's and Blood Mage? I mean, if at this point you might as well play Phantom Knives. <laughs> Like, yeah, and then I mean, Sandbinder to like tutor out, you know, I mean, what one minion? It's like, Zephyrus, but then also I think uh, Cartoon Defenders and Elemental. Like I would just say, like, why not, like, you know, instead of Myra's, why not run or Octodad run Siamat, right? Like, it's an Elemental. Well, you want you want Myra's so you can play Nomi, I think. Um, if you, yeah. if it's in your hand, you can Myra's the rest of your deck out just to play that. Um, but what's the point of Octasari then? It's big people. I think. But then uh, we're see a mat, right? Like, I you know I don't know. I haven't made any tuning to this. This is yeah. just the deck list I found, and honestly, I've I've enjoyed it. But there was a big write up. Uh, if I could find the Reddit post, I'll throw the uh, the link because this guy is a pretty comprehensive guide. Yeah, it just seems like overkill is the only thing. I'm not saying it's not good. I want to play it. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't like, I don't, the only reason I kind of thought about it was I don't have Myra's. And so I'm like, well, what would I replace Myra's with? And then I was like, wait, why do we have Myra's in this deck? Like, you know, what I, we... I haven't, uh, I've only played five or six games, but I haven't cast Myra or Nomi yet. So I'm sure those are flex spots. I don't even think I've drawn up. Sorry, but I've been impressed with how well Hook Tusk does, even kind of late, as long as you don't draw too much. Even putting like two things on the board is good. Yeah, and because Hook Tusk, another one, right? So you have Hook Tusk, which is going to take out three pirates, right? So then, right, and one of them is going to draw then, you a card too. Yeah, so you could just run like, and then it looks like you're running a pretty th big hand. So like, what are you doing with Octasari, right? Uh, you dump your hand when you draw it. Do pretty you? much it go as wide as you can. Okay. Yeah, because then you have that refill. It's also got Necrium, um, Blade and Vial. So mostly I've been using that with like Bright Nozzle Crawler. Um, yep, which is cool. awesome against some hunters if you can time it right because you can pull that one one poisonous rush back into your hand trigger um freezing trap and even at three mana um kill something is fine yeah i think it's kind of just like hey zephyrus is crazy good <laughs> yeah that also that and i've been playing zephyrus early i mean it's a perfectly fine tempo play on on turn two three four yeah 
That's the awesome. curve is a little a little weird and it is kind of top heavy, but uh, yeah, there's definitely some changes that can be made, but it's super fun. Like, I mean, if the guys having success with it or the person's having success with it, then I don't know. It's just my like first. I haven't played it at all, so like I'm not going to be too critical of it. But it just like get a, the card oh, yeah. draw seems like a lot. So yeah, yeah. Um, I also got a vial off on a sapper to like bounce their whole board. That was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so my best good ingredient is the shield phase conquest. I love it. It's it's a, I think so far for me at least, it is an absolute home run. I think it's really fun to watch. I think it's even more fun to play. Like the like the thought process that goes into how you're building your lineup, how you are going to what you want to protect, what you want to ban, and then what you want to play even because you don't have to play all of your decks right so you play two of your three so like there is actual like thought process that goes into every phase of the game now where before i felt like there wasn't quite so much it was like okay well we're gonna play the best decks and then we're gonna do this right but now it's like if you play something a little bit off meta or something that catches them off guard maybe it draws a ban and then you can kind of play your better decks that way or it doesn't draw the ban, and then you get to kind of play a deck that they weren't prepared for. So, uh, and even just like throwing in a deck that maybe just to kind of try and that you don't intend to play, but you just want to give them pause before they play something else is also something that you can kind of think about doing as well. So it's, I think it's a lot of fun. I really look forward to it getting um, even more fine-tuned. Hopefully fine-tuning doesn't destroy it, but so far, three weeks in, it's been really fun, so... Yeah, it definitely seems like there's some mind games going on behind the scenes with that. Yeah, I know, at least in the Aspirant series where I'm playing right now, at least the games I've played so far, it hasn't been just straight one, two, three, four. Here are the four best decks everyone's bringing that. Whereas in Grand Masters, it seems to kind of be getting to that where it's like, here's Quest Druid, here's Quest Shaman, here's Combo Priest, and then what else are you bringing? Uh, hopefully, you'll see more people trying to, you know, break the meta a little bit, but you know, professionals tend to just play the best decks because that's what wins you the most games. So, right. In terms of spectating, it's, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's almost got that. Oh God. What was it? Specialist was like new Coke. And now we've gone back to Coke classic <laughs> with, uh, with like conquest, even though it's got that, that it's, it's really interesting how that one shield phase thing completely changes the format. Really? Oh, it's so awesome. Just like a guaranteed deck that you get to play every time. And then, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. So that you get, to, even if you don't decide to play it, you, you've you got that kind of sitting back, right? Depending on how the first game goes, maybe. But Right, to have a deck protected and then maybe not even play it. Like that's, that's mind game stuff that I'm talking about. That's super interesting. Yeah. yeah, a lot of fun. One day, I'll be a real knight. So each week we roll a d20 to pick a rank between 1 and 20. Then we talk about the meta at that specific rank. This week we are talking about rank 6. Those weekend warriors striving for another season at lunch break legend. I'm going to kind of blow your mind here. So tier 1, 4 decks at rank 6 according to HS Replay. Number 1, Agro Warrior, 54.6% win rate. Okay, no surprise there. Number 2, Murloc Paladin, 54.3%. Murloc Shaman, 54.3%. And then Quest Hunter, 53.59% in Tier 1. Yeah, so HS Replay is telling you to play Quest Hunter. <laughs> Quest Hunter, man, I'm I'm glad that's doing things because I thought that was a really cool 
uh, the, the Hunter quest is such a cool card. Yeah, so doing things, I would say not. So we've talked about the other three decks at Tier 1 at Rank 6, so we're not going to talk about those. We'll talk about Quest Hunter. So I looked at the numbers from HS Replay, and it is and Quest Hunter <laughs> is being played by 0.69% of players at Rank 6. So, I mean, well played to those who are playing that. I mean, less than 1%. I mean, claiming that's tier one is, you know, golf I mean, clap for you players. Yeah. How does that, is, is it purely based on win rate? Then? Purely because based on like win a, rate. That's a right. very strange, that's, that's one of those things to um, look at between this and, and uh, VS because they're going to, I think, weigh how frequently a deck is played at, at a far higher value than yep. so they pure win rate. They put win rate and deck played into like their meta report. So, like, a deck played by less than 1% of the people at a specific rank is just never going to show up there, which is kind of the cool thing about HS Replay is because you can go there, do a little bit of, like, do five minutes worth of research, really, and then find a deck that's supposedly doing well for certain people, right? Maybe it's a small number of people who've, like, put a lot of time into this deck. So maybe it's not just like, hey, this is guaranteed to kind of smoke the meta, Uh, but it's something to look at at least, so... Right, that's a really interesting thing too that pushes it into tier one with such a low play rate, but it's still I I, I think it's a cool deck. All right, so you want to talk about the deck real quick here? Sure. Um, so we've got unseal the vault, the quest, uh, play twenty minions, and then you get uh, give your board plus two plus two or plus two plus zero permanently. So you want to be spitting out lots of minions. You don't have to play them; you just have to summon them. So we've got. Uh, Shimmerfly, Springpaw, Timberwolf, Henchclan, Hogsteed, Revenge of the Wild, Scavenging Hyena, Vicious Scalehide, Animal Companion, Desert Spear, that's the weapon that summons a 1-1 when you attack, Master's Call, Unleash the Hounds, and then a few 1-0s, Dire Frenzy, Mark Shot, Halazi, Tundra Rhino, and Hymane, and then two Swarm of Locusts to top it off. That's the summon 7 1-1s with Rush. Pretty much whatever spits out things that doesn't require anything else. You have a lot of tiny stuff, and the idea is to spit out as much as you can and then scale them up and hit face. Yeah, and then I had to look it up. Revenge of the Wild is resummon all the minions that died this turn. Yep, that died this turn. Died this so turn. you're looking you're looking to play it either with a, a hyena on board after you unleash or swarm, where you can throw a whole bunch of little things into the wall that are going to die and make your, your hyenas gigantic. Or get your hyenas back or your tundra rhinos back or whatever. Seems like fun. I kind of want to play it, to be honest. It's amazing how quickly you can actually um, get that quest out, especially with like Hogsteed and Spring Paws that are like generating other things or spitting out other things. Um, it doesn't take terribly long to finish. I think uh, turn six, turn seven, uh, uh, quite a few games I've had it completed by then, which is 20 minutes. Seems like a lot, and it's really not that much. Yeah, I don't have Halazi, so it's kind of holding me back, and I don't think I'm going to craft it. But yeah, that's a tough one because it's it's so good the way it fills your hand, but then you also don't play it on curve because you need to. I mean, it's it's a, a acceptable risk depending on what's in your deck, but because you it it fills your hand, you ideally want to drop a one drop after it, so it's like usually a turn six play. All right. Each week we surf Reddit, accept friend requests, and read the comments section of YouTube to ask Hearthstone fans, why are you so salty? I don't make mistakes. I bury them. 
So this week we're going to change things up a little bit and instead of making fun of people who are salty with no reason, um, here's something to actually be salty about. So this is something that you yourself are actually salty about, right? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I think this is not cool. Okay. So I am looking at a picture of a board in a top 50 legend wild game with a total of 232 attack on board. Uh, we have Glinda. We have five mech warpers, and we have the equivalent of 73 magnetized zilliacs. So we're looking at um, a 4129, a 4733, a 5035. There's five of these on board. That's yeah. pretty gross. So this is this is the salt Magooch put into the show notes today. So it appears players have been able to hack the game. Editing a DLO file on the player side that disables animations. As we've seen in the past, Blizzard has made card changes. Shadow visions into shadow visions that would allow one player to override the opponent's turn by stacking animations that would burn their timer without allowing them to make any plays. Now we have a more extreme example of that with a full-on cheat where the echo animations for Snip Snap or when Glinda is on board are disabled, allowing players to play far more than the upper amount high APM players can hit, somewhere around 23 copies, and pushing that up into the high 60s. This is a different story because it's a legit cheat, not a bad interaction or bug. It is interesting to not, he meant note, but he said not, however... The change to summoning portal originally was intended to curb zero mana snip snaps so that the deck removed to a combo of portal, mechwarper, and glinda. NetEase also apparently permabanned several players on China's server for these hacks. But will we still the same on the three Blizz regions? I don't know how I didn't see that coming. I don't know how you didn't either. No, and I totally deserved it. And that was uh, me doing my best Magooch impersonation. I think I nailed oh, wow. it. That's what I sound like to you. I think that's, I'm even more hurt by that. That's than, how you sound to everybody. Than realizing I made it. Yeah. yeah. That, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. The only, the, the main thing was uh, that, that gets me about it is yes, people can be salty when there's like, oh, this deck is busted or this blah, blah, blah. Because it's an actual bannable uh, client-side edit, like where you're going into the game and changing the game's files. Um, also, Sniplock, if you don't play wild, is already broken. Like you playing 23 snip snaps in a turn is totally fine. Uh, you don't <laughs> need to play 60. The the thing that wins you games more than the massive higher amount of attack you put on the board is that you can set up these 60 echoes on your turn within your turn timer because you've disabled the animations. But when it flips to the um, opponent, he's watching that for seven minutes on this video that we saw. So it's it's doing this weird thing to abuse the timer where it skips one of your turns. So this is the, the thing that Toast got put in Blizzard jail for like a, a much less offensive version of this that was in the game. And because this is either an edit or a plugin that people are, you, there's a plugin you can go find. Don't do it. You'll probably get banned, especially if a lot of people start doing it, but it's the, to do it in this deck is just dumb. I think also you're in top 50 legend. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And also, yeah, you should be banned. This is just actually cheating. 
It is. It is legitimately cheating, like, and that's yeah. why. I made fun of Magooch because he wrote Assault and put it into the show notes, so I had to yeah. mock. That's how, no, you did have to. I did. That's how why so salty works. You, you get mocked. But, um, yes, it's cheating. Don't cheat. That's dumb. <laughs> if you need to cheat at a card game, go play Magic and in paper and then let people hate you forever because they'll put videos on, like, um, you know, we don't have to name names, but there are some infamous cheaters in this game. Yes, there are. That game, rather. Yep. All right. We are moving on this time. Uh, sure, I think that's it. <laughs> mm, this one's a real page turner. All right, you will find me wherever the action is. Uh, since we're getting back the band back together to try and save Old Doom, we thought we'd check out one of the founding members of the League of Explorers, the illustrious Bran Bronzebeard. He is the subject of our lore segment this week. So Bran is an Ironforged dwarf and the youngest of the Bran- uh, Bronzebeard clan, along with his brothers Muradin, a.k.a. Yorg Stormheart, uh, and Magni, former king of Cosmodon. Oh, I didn't know that they were related. Yeah, yeah, apparently they are. Um, there's also a uh, Moira Bronzebeard, who does not have a beard, and I don't know, that's kind of sad. But... So, like, they say... the. So clan as in like a large amount of people or uh, a family family no, just, just a euphemism for family. Gotcha. So the Explorers League is super jazzed with archaeology and collecting Titan artifacts and they love to find new places. Um, they start with a heavy focus on dwarven history, uh, their own personal archaeology, but they opened up a lot down the line, just Azeroth general history and bringing in other races. It was it was all dwarves at first. And then they invited in members of other races like Murlocs and Renos. Um, <laughs> Murlocs and Renos? <laughs> <laughs> that is what I said. Uh, so in his league duties, Bran was actually one of the first dwarves to walk the quote-unquote path of the ancients, whatever that means, uh, with the discovery of Kalimdor. Sounds, I thought that that was a name we've said before, so I don't know when he discovered it or rediscovered it. So Bran uh, discovered Kalimdor? That's the other continent. Either either he or his expedition did. Yeah, apparently uh, a lot of his activities took place before the game. Oh, like, okay. Before, pre-WoW or pre- Like you do. Yeah. Um, So he was always super into archaeology. He went to school for it, but it's Ah. also well documented that he would copy notes from other people instead of actually paying attention. Ah, but he picked a good target uh, because his note copying person was Hilda Hornswoggle, who also went on to join the league and kept on taking notes there in the form of cataloging all their sweet loot from all their exploring. Now, this is a different league, though, right? This is the Explorers League, not the League of Explorers. Uh, it's apparently the same thing. The the Explorers Guild, the League of Explorers, the Lo- Explorers League, they're they're all names for the same thing, maybe at different times um, or different sizes of the group, but they appear to all be review, um, referring to the same core group or evolutions of that group. Mm, I look forward to you being wrong about that and people calling you out. That's great. Um, I can blame Wildpedia. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if it's right or wrong or not. I, I don't either. I'm trusting, I'm, <laughs> no, you're, I'm trusting these people. We're experts. <laughs> so <laughs> Bran went on to map Kalimdor after its discovery, uh, also mapping the South Seas, the Eastern Kingdoms. He traipsed around in the Elwyn Forest and Westfall, and I'm sure these are all places. Um, and then disappearing somewhere around Stranglethorn Vale, uh, except for he didn't disappear and he was fine. And ah. he's in Zolgarub instead. Um, that's a oh, and, 
like that's, a, a that's like a forgotten city in Strangle Thorn Vale, I believe. Is it okay? It sounded I like think. I, I think know. that's the Z's actual. Make me think trolls and wow, but I don't know. That might be the raid where Hakar the Soul Flare was actually the final boss in. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I may or may not Google that before I release this, and then if I'm wrong, I might just delete that. That I said that. Oh, I know. I was giving you some silence so you had room to delete. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are correct, Dano. From Wowpedia, Hawker, titles, The Soul Flayer, The Blood God, The Faceless One, The Loa of Blood. Occupation, Blood God of the Gurubashi. Former affiliation, Zulgarub. So so he pops up at Zulgarub, and uh, he has a pet ape, Glib. Um, but he looks like a gorilla because WoW doesn't have monkey uh, sprites or whatever, monkey models. So sure. he's a gorilla, but then they added monkey sprites and cataclysm and then they didn't upgrade Gleb. He was still a gorilla. <laughs> Maybe he's just like a super big monkey. But it's, I mean, there's a trend of not really caring about him because uh, when Bran's uh, expedition all gets killed at Ankiraj in Silithus, um, he runs into a little bit of trouble and just abandons Gleb, leaves him not cool. To like, um, like, just like, hey, it's you and it's you or me, and I'm choosing me. That's pretty much what it sounds like. He was just abandoned, um, and that's probably why in the five books that Bran published about his exploring, he never <laughs> even mentioned him. That's very sad. Yeah, um, but the, this family also seems to have disappearing and presumed dead issues because one of his expeditions was to investigate the death of his brother Muradin, except. Uh, there probably wasn't much to that investigation because he wasn't dead and had amnesia. And that period is when he was known as Yog Stormheart because other people gave him a different name. I guess that's how you treat amnesia in Azeroth. Like Yog Yog? Um, uh, Yorg. Oh, I was going to say Yorg like, Stormheart. I was going to be like Yog? Bow down. <laughs> but uh, regardless of his state of memory, you can be sure Bran will be looking for new and inhosp- inhospitable areas to explore for the rest of his days on Azeroth. Which probably should be few. You'd think so, but maybe people just think he's dead and then he'll pop out of... The- I was in the bookshelf or uh, wardrobe. Where's that one? The place that yeah leads to the snowy land with the elf and the lamppost. Mm, I don't know. I was trying to figure out what we were going to talk about next, and I kind of tuned you out. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Don't worry. I was listening, McGooch. You were thinking of Narnia. I'm always listening. Always. I'm, I'm sure you're not the only one. <laughs> I know this segment's probably not for everybody, but that's... I think this segment's funny. Give me a quest. All right. If you want to give us a quest, you can tweet at the show at Squelchcast or send an email to the Dragon Box at squelchcast at gmail.com. So this week, neither Magooch or I felt we had enough time to properly put the effort and thought into kind of the amazingly fun quest that Craig had sent us last week where he wanted us to build a deck where the final deck shows up in alphabetical order. I started working on it and it's actually really, really fun and kind of a crazy thought experiment. And I wanted to be able to really put thought into my deck and actually take it on ladder and try to win games. Yeah, I did too. I wanted to, I mean, it's definitely cool. Like the way we were putting the, um, the forgotten cards decks together, but this feels like it has a much higher chance of being viable. So I wanted to spend some actual time and get something that, that looks, you know, at least moderately playable together. 
and I would say easily much more difficult because you're kind of curving and you're curving via alphabetical order, which is really fun. So you're trying to like, you know, where do you want? Like, are you looking for more of a Zooey decks where you're going with like, more of like the early ones with like Argent Squire and Beaming Sidekick or, you know, where you, where's your top end going? So like one thing I was looking at was the Paladin class. Cause I could top out with Tyrion. It was right, a lot of fun. And, uh... So we wanted to actually throw it out to all of you as well on Twitter or wherever, if you want to email us, like send us your deck list. What did you put together? How did you, how did you kind of go about your thought process and what was your final deck? Like we would like to challenge some of you out there to kind of like share your deck list with us and kind of play in this quest with us as well, because uh, it's a lot of fun. And actually like at first glance, you're like, Oh, okay, I could do this. And then as soon as you start diving into it, you're like, Oh wait, this is actually kind of hard and really yeah, fun. So much harder than I expected it to be. I'm, I'm super interested in the methodology too, of anybody that wants to submit to see like, what did you start with first? Did you start at the top at the bottom with, what did you start with a class in mind or a strategy or anything? Or did you just kind of add and remove stuff until it worked? Because that's what I was planning on doing is like, oh, I'll just build a janky little thing. And I'm like, no, no, I, I really want to put actual effort into this. It seems much cooler to try and build a viable one. So, yeah, let us know. Uh, tweet the show. Send us an email. Uh, if you have a quest idea, we'd love to hear it. And then we'll take a look at uh, we'll play out uh, Craig's quest next week on on Squelch. So that's it for this week. If you like what you're listening to, tell a friend, share the pod on a social or in a discord you'd honestly be surprised at how much that actually helps. Like I can, when we see those tweets, we actually can see the change in listeners. I mean, we're, we're brand spanking new. Um, we have some people who are, people are actually listening to the show, which is stunning. I know it's mind blowing. <laughs> and uh, the more people that kind of hear about it, just, we love it. Right. So um, if you like it, share it. You can, Give us an ego boost, if you're aware, by throwing a review our way on iTunes or if you listen on any other platform that allows reviews. Um, they don't have to be perfect. We'd love if they were. But if you have some criticism or some anything constructive to tell us, we'd appreciate your feedback as well. Or if you want to give us a five star anyway, and then email us your criticism. That totally works. <laughs> that's that's also great. A huge thank you to Enthralman for putting together the art for this show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Squelchcast. You can follow Dano on Twitter at DanoPlay. The O is a zero because I'm cool. You can follow me at underscore Magooch. You can email the dragon box. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) You can send an email to the dragon box at squelchcast at gmail.com. You can give us a quest by sending an email or tweeting at the show. Do you think you can do a better job of announcing Dano versus Magooch? Well, we have a pretty good one in the hopper, actually. So, But we'd love to see you prove it by recording your best Dano versus Magooch, and we'll put it in the show. Thank you very much. And remember, this is a game, and games are supposed to be fun.